In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is coming. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the philosopher Socrates said that the one singular aim of philosophy is... Well, it's pretty simple, and it's kind of axiomatic, actually, and it could actually probably apply to a whole lot of other things besides philosophy. But what he said is that the whole aim of philosophy is this, to know what we don't know. That's what it is. That's what philosophy is all about. And you could probably say that for many other things as well. You could probably say that the whole aim of technology is to know what we don't yet know. You could probably say that the whole aim of medicine is to know what we don't yet know. You could say that about so many different things, including football statistics which happened last night. And some of us here are happy to know what they didn't know yesterday, and some are very sad. But he said that to know what we don't know yet is this, this urge that we have within us. This urge that we have to know those things that we don't quite know yet. And I think all of us would probably say that that's true out of our lives. It's probably a lot of the reason that if you got up this morning and you turned on the TV, it was probably at least partially in order to know what you don't know yet. If you powered up your laptop, a lot of that was probably because you had this urge to know what you didn't know yet. If you... We're stalking somebody on Facebook earlier this week. It was probably because you wanted to know what you didn't know yet. You see, there's this part of us that is just a little bit uncomfortable with not knowing things. And so because of that, when we have the opportunity to know something, then we, well, we normally take it. There's a few, few things that we reserve and we say, well, I don't want to know about that yet, but most things we say, I want to know what I don't know yet. My mom is here with us this morning and uh, she can tell you the rest of this story probably better than what I can, but when I was a little kid... Oh, you see, Christmas is one of those times where we kind of put aside our wanting to know, at least if we're mature enough, which I wasn't at the time. And I saw Christmas presents underneath a Christmas tree, and I could see what shape they were. I could sort of maybe go up there and rattle them a little bit to kind of hear what they might be. But that wasn't good enough because I wanted to know what I didn't know already. And so, when nobody was around, I would stealthily go over to the Christmas tree and, oh so carefully, rip open a little corner of that package to look inside 
and to find out well, what I didn't know for sure. See, I wanted to know what I didn't know. Unfortunately, my mom knew what I was doing because, well, I wasn't quite, well, I hadn't had this, gotten this thing down yet. And so it was only my presence that looked a little bit disheveled and torn at the corners. And so it was pretty easy to figure out, hey, Jay's been sneaking a peek at what he doesn't know, his Christmas presents. Yet, Jesus gives us something that we don't know in this Gospel reading today. He gives us something that he says even he doesn't know. Not even the angels know when the Son of Man is returning. When the Son of Man is coming back in all of His glory to announce the beginning of the resurrection, to announce the resurrection of all flesh, the judgment of mankind, and that day which we will celebrate when we're ushered into that resurrection, He says, I don't know when it's going to be. But we have faith that it's going to be good. And yet, Jesus tells us that we should be careful. We should keep awake. We should be ready, because at any time it might come. If you're watching your watch, and you're watching the second hands go by, it might come, it might come, it might come, it might come. Any moment, he might return. And he says, keep awake. Be prepared. Be prepared for his returning. And it brings an interesting little wrinkle into our celebration of Christmas. Because what if, what I said in the children's sermon, what if we didn't know when Christmas was going to come? I mean, we've spent a lot of time preparing for Christmas to come. In fact, if you go to the store just a day after Halloween, there it is, Christmas! Christmas decorations, Christmas wrapping paper, it goes straight from Halloween to Christmas. Don't worry about Thanksgiving, it's not even there. Christmas! Oh, and yeah, and then probably some of you went to Thanksgiving's dirty hangover, Black Friday. (laughs) And you went there in order to buy Christmas presents, to prepare for Christmas. And some of you bought trees like this one, in order to prepare for Christmas. And some of you decorated your houses in order to prepare for Christmas. But what if December 25th came and it wasn't Christmas? What if we didn't know that that day was going to be Christmas? What if we had to wait? What if we had to wait and, you know, it was getting on to July and we still hadn't seen Christmas yet? What would that be like? How would we celebrate Christmas? Would we just hold off on buying presents or would we stockpile all of them in a closet somewhere and just wait for the day that we could bring them all out? 
Would we all decide that on the day that Christmas is announced, we all of a sudden just bring all of our decorations out and everybody gets a week off and we all get to decorate our houses and visit our families, even if it's the middle of August? What would it be like if Christmas wasn't on December 25th? What would it be like if Christmas was a surprise? How would we prepare for that? Well, what Jesus is telling us is that that's how we are to prepare for His coming. That we're to prepare our hearts and our souls for His coming like it could be tomorrow, like it could be today, like it could be next Tuesday. That we're to prepare ourselves for His return. To act as if just the next moment might be His return. Because He says, if you knew when it was, well, it wouldn't be much of a surprise. And that's where faith comes in, really. Because faith tells us that when He comes back, it's going to be a good thing. Because reality tells us that if He comes back, it's going to be horrible. If He comes back and He sees us as who we are, as our sinful selves, as the people who are materialistic and greedy and the people that try to snub other people, He's going to be very angry with us. And that's not going to be a a pleasant surprise. But we have faith. We have faith that it is going to be a good thing that when, when He comes. We have faith that when He comes, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be without pain, without tears, without any of the negative things that we know from this world. That it's going to be completely positive, it's going to be completely joyous, it's going to be completely great! Because it doesn't rely on us. If it did, it would be horrible. But it doesn't. It relies on Him. And because He died on a cross to pay for our sins, because He rose again from a tomb in order to pay for the sins, in order to pronounce the forgiveness of my sin when I opened up that Christmas package, to announce the forgiveness of your sin when you did something horrible this week, because you know Him, because you have faith in Him, you can have faith that when He comes back, no matter when it is, it's going to be great. So what don't you know? You don't know when He's going to come back. You don't know what that resurrection is going to look like. You don't know what age you're going to be in the resurrection, if that even matters at all. But what you do know is that you're going to be with Christ if you have faith in Him. And that's all you need to know. Amen.